Well, some scholars are of the opinion, and I think it's a plausible one, that in the ancient church, when this gospel was written in the first century and the first people uh, were, were present to hear it, when they would hear the passage that we just read, they would think um, uh, what would come to mind is baptism, is the sacrament of baptism. In the ancient church in the first century, the apostolic church and onwards in the, in the first few centuries, baptism was called illumination. And so here you have a man who's blind and he's being illuminated. So uh, the other thing is he's, he's referring to Jesus as son of David. Now that's a title for the Messiah, but more in a more kind of obvious and literal sense, it's, a, it's the son of David is Solomon. And Solomon is a, is a king who's known for wisdom, and wisdom has to do with light and, and uh, the illumination of the eyes, okay, in the, in the biblical world of images. Um, and then also he says, uh, have sight, your faith has saved you, and baptism is the sacrament of faith. And then finally, um, it says that he, after he received his sight, after he was illuminated, he followed him. And the whole idea of, of following Jesus is uh, is what a baptized Christian does, is what a disciple of Jesus does, is he follows Jesus. So if we can kind of set this, you know, I think it's plausible. I don't know, it's not a uh, an absolute certainty, but it's plausible that, that this whole text actually has some kind of reference to the sacrament of baptism uh, and, and discipleship and what it is to be a Christian disciple. And uh, what we notice here is a kind of um, a reordering of who's first and who's last, a reordering of rank, so to speak. Before baptism, this guy is a nobody. He's sitting on the ground. He's uh, on the margin. You know, he's outside. He is not very important. And then it says that the people who walk in front rebuke him. So there's this now, so you have people who are in the front, they're the, they're the important people, and they're rebuking this, this guy. But when Jesus comes, he reorders things, okay? And rank from that point on, from the beginning of baptism onward, has to do with who follows Jesus most closely. And who, who is the better disciple? Uh, and that's what's really important in God's eyes. So, uh, on earth and in the eyes of men, we have a, we have a tendency to rank people according to what, uh, physical beauty, social utility, uh, you know, academic intelligence maybe a little bit, although that's kind of like not so important anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, make a money, right? Influence, power, all of these things. This is how we rank people. Um, <clears throat> but that's not how it, people are ranked. Uh, amongst the baptized. People are ranked, if you will, amongst the baptized by who, who's more like Jesus, who's closer to Jesus. And here's this guy, um, this poor man, who follows Jesus very closely. There's a nice story, uh, if you go back to the French Revolution, uh, fascinating, incredibly important period in, in history of Europe, the French Revolution, um, has a lot of relevance to America as well. Uh, you know, there, there's a there's a kind of stream of thought that the revolutionaries were the good guys, and um, I think probably in a lot of textbooks, school textbooks, that message is communicated. Although nowadays, I think there's a little bit more balance being put into the textbooks, which is a good thing. Um, 
But there's another side to the story. The, the King Louis XVI, who was killed by the uh, revolutionaries, was actually a very profoundly uh, pious man. Um, and there was a, a lot of problems at that time. The social system was broken and needed to be fixed. Uh, but the revolutionaries fixed it in a way that was pretty extreme and, and uh, it cost a lot of uh, the shedding of a lot of innocent blood. So there was kind of faults on both sides, the, the people that were in the hierarchy and the people that were, uh, you know, the, the commoners that were the revolutionaries. Um, but again, I think, you know, we, uh, uh, an ignored aspect is Louis XVI actually was a very, very pious guy. There's a story that comes from his life when he was a kid. His father took him, um, I guess what they did at the time was interesting, they baptized the infant uh, in a private ceremony when they were just born. And then later on, when they were older, they'd bring it when they were like seven or eight years old and they could, they had their use of their reason and they were old enough to understand what was going on. They'd bring him to church and they'd kind of go through the ceremony. They went to baptism again, uh, baptism again, but they would kind of go through all the other ritual elements of baptism. So it was as if they were baptized when they were able to understand what was going on. So when that part of the baptism took place, Louis the 16th, he was only seven or eight years old. His father brought him to the baptismal register and he showed, this is your name. This is where, when you were baptized, your name was written down here. Look at the name before yours. You see that guy? He's a poor man. And his name and your name are side by side, and there's no, no difference between the two. Uh, and he says, you know, when you get older, you're going to be an important person. Uh, when this guy gets older, he'll probably be completely unknown. Uh, but in God's eyes, if he's more virtuous than you, then he's going to be ranked ahead of you. So... You know, be 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 careful. Be a good disciple of Jesus, and uh, I think that little story kind of illustrates, I think, what we learn here um, from uh, this this blind man and following Jesus. What really is important is following Jesus, and uh, also the whole metaphor of following is is a pretty awesome thing. If you think about it, where did Jesus go? He walked down some dusty roads. He walked over a lot of hills. So we got to follow him over those things. He walked to places where people appreciated him, and he had a lot of friends, but he also walked to places where people didn't appreciate him. He didn't have a lot of friends. And eventually, he walked into a place where everybody hated his guts, and they killed him. <laughs> so if we're to follow him as Christians, what can we expect Okay, if we're true followers? So these are things to, to think about as we reflect upon the importance of uh, our baptismal vocation and our call to discipleship.